stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I mean it. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. And welcome. I was just running out of the gates for that one, wasn't I? (laughs) We are breaking up with RBS, and this is episode number 73, and I am Tani Santabria. And I am J.D. K. Winnikin. Yeah, so you were a little bit out of the blocks a little early. Who cares? Yes, yes. But I noticed. You did. I noticed. And look, it's working out. Yeah. So everything's okay. It's going to be okay, and I'm okay. (laughs) There we go. All right. (laughs) And you're okay out there if you're listening to this. And if you're listening to this live, um, I hope you're okay because you're up early this morning. Uh, If you're listening as a podcast, also hope you're okay. Uh, And thank you so much for doing so, for subscribing and for leaving us a comment. We really appreciate it. You can also check out the video feed of this podcast at our YouTube channel, Breaking Up With Our BS. We have a Facebook group of the same name that you can also join and get content in between. Tawny also has a six-week self-mastery course that you can take at unperfectyourself.com. And, yeah, and we there's always new stuff coming, and we will make sure that we announce it whenever it's happening here, won't we? We will. Yeah. And the book is coming along. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just coming along. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you had to say about that's it. All, that's, that's all that came up. That's fine. That's fine. All right. So... Well, how are you? Well. Yeah. Yeah, doing well. Doing well. Just kind of, you know, going through life and doing my thing. Well, you were eager coming out of the block. So I, I know. Was like, I was pretty excited. Yeah. So mm-hmm. was there any reason for that? Just wanted to get going? I have no idea. You know, <laughs> it just, for some reason, the urge to start early um, just <laughs> came upon me. Every and, second counts. And I responded. Yes. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Uh, I want to make sure that we follow through on what we talked about at the end of last week's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who haven't had a chance to listen to episode 72, when you get a chance to do so, at the end, you will hear something that has never happened on this show. Uh, T- Tony, you kind of scolded me. That's the story I told myself. Yes. I don't think you scolded me. I don't think that's what you were looking to do. I, I did remind you <laughs> of a thing. That's right. Uh, <laughs> what was the thing you were reminding me of? Well, I was trying to, I was reminding you that you didn't need to put the pressure on yourself to always feel better. We were talking about unpleasantness. That's and right. We were talking about um, sort of that being a part of life. Mm-hmm. And um, you were talking about, want, you know, trying to shift out of unpleasantness mm-hmm. to feel I better. I was. Yep. And that's, that's something we've been conditioned to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some things about that that can be um, problematic for us. Absolutely, and I was, and it was a nice reminder at the time. All joking aside on the scolding, it was it was it was a good reminder because it's something that I've experienced. Not trying to make myself feel better, not running away from unpleasantness. But you're right; it's that conditioning. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was there for me in that moment, mm-hmm. right? And it's something that you know. We all do, you know. Well, it is it is something that we've all learned, right? Mm-hmm. That we're supposed to make ourselves feel better if we're not feeling the way in, we want to, mm-hmm. right? So we So there's a lot of different ways to feel better, and we can all understand that there's some 
ways that would numb us out or have us escaping from life to, in quotes, feel better. Uh, There's just so many different, even avoidance is a way to feel better. Yes. But many, in many cases, we've learned to kind of like reframe or, you know, think about this in a different way Mm -hmm. in order to feel better. Right. Shift. Mm -hmm. Shift away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So what, you know, if someone's listening to this going, whoa, what's wrong with trying to feel better? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what's, uh, where would we go from there? Right. Well, nothing's inherently wrong with trying to feel better. Mm -hmm. Right. But if we're trying to feel better because we're, we're so uncomfortable or that for some we've made unpleasantness like a bad thing, mm-hmm. then we're running away from our life mm-hmm. because life includes all the ups and all of the downs. Mm-hmm. And if we don't experience some of the downs in, in, an, in the way that they are, right, then we have to continue to try to get away from them. Yeah. Right. And, the, and we're going to have some downs. And, and if we keep practicing trying to get away from the downs, mm-hmm. right, then it's, we're reinforcing that idea that the downs are a problem. Yeah. And they're just a part of life, though. Mm-hmm. And it would keep us from being able to build the resilience with that, right, or the ability to sit with that. Oh, sure. The very Absolutely. thing that we need, that we're talking about, the very thing that we need to, would be better off learning mm-hmm. and experiencing. Mm-hmm. Because then we don't have to run anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man. Yeah. For you, I mean, I know how it was when you first posited this in front of me, Mm -hmm. you know, when we were doing coaching. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was, I could almost feel the synapses in my brain. (laughs) I twitch synapses (laughs) in my brain misfiring. Wait a minute. And yet, that that question of what is wrong with unpleasantness Mm -hmm. is is one I've let sit out there for a really long time. And I would encourage anybody listening to ask yourself that question and let it sit out there. Right. Well, and you think about it. So on an, on an individual level, you know, we have the, the life, you know, we're going through life and we've got our experiences and we've got pleasant ones and neutral ones and unpleasant experiences. Right. And then we go out and we want to be in relationships Mm. and, and we can all agree that there's pleasant experiences (laughs) And neutral and unpleasant experiences yeah. in relationships. Certainly. You think about sort of just how do we work through disagreements? How do we work through hurts? Yeah. How do we, you know, keep stay together when there's lots going on for each individual? Mm-hmm. So, on if we want to have some of the very pleasant pieces of life, we do have to get through the unpleasant pieces mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. Right? Because we learn how to how to grow in unpleasant. So if yeah. we're always trying to run from it, mm-hmm. then we're not growing either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's, um, <clears throat> I know a number of people that when difficult things come up, their automatic response is to, try to either make themselves or make that person who's feeling unpleasant feel better. Mm-hmm. And I never used to notice it before, I guess, but it's interesting to observe now. And the longer it doesn't work, mm-hmm. the more the effort 
goes up and the more frantic it can seem to get at this idea of needing to feel better or make somebody else feel better. Right. Whereas, and I've noticed that in relationships of all kinds, that doesn't really work. It seems like when you're just, Oh, just feel better or no, just don't worry about it so much. Or you don't need to feel that way. All the things we've now hearing you shouldn't say. So instead what, like in a relationship with unpleasantness instead, what, what's a, what's a better dynamic? How would you describe that? Well, there's so many different uh, experiences of unpleasantness. Right. Right. Yeah. So hard to pin down one. Right. Sure. So we would we would definitely kind of work through each experience of unpleasantness. But but our but our our alternative, right? If we're not going to be in unpleasantness, the alternative is um, behaviors that take us outside of our life, mm-hmm. right? Or a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Or a lot of disconnect. Yeah. Right. Or a lot of escaping and numbing out. Yeah. And and so the alternative is pretty costly. It is. Right. So we have to understand this. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not doing ourselves any favors by avoiding or escaping mm-hmm. or you know, those you know, those kinds of things. Or eating, you know, the the tub of chocolate. Um, right. Cause there's going to, we know there's a cost <laughs> on the other <laughs> side of that. So maybe we don't need the whole tub. Right. Okay. But so that acknowledgement of like, yeah, this is a hard thing right now. Yeah. 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 And, and for me, the experience of learning, unlearning those mm-hmm. old responses, which continues. Mm-hmm. Remember the first few times it still happens. Unpleasant things are going on. There's nothing to do with it. Yeah. Just, just am. It, it's a real thing that's happening. Uh-huh. Right. We have experienced experienced grief for as long as humans have been on the planet. Yep. There's nothing for us to do to take that away. Mm-hmm. We can't escape it. Mm-hmm. We can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. Right. If we do, there's going to be some cost to us. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's real life. Right. Right. It's going to happen. Sure. Sure. And at the risk of being uh, sounding too general again, I, I keep thinking of when, with this when people say, oh, I need an outlet for this anger or an outlet for to get this to get this out or, you know, something like that. Uh, there's some subtleties, it seems, in there as to whether or not those are, you know, helpful things to do or not helpful things to do. I guess it's I guess it depends on where it's coming from or what the motivation is. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So certainly we can, um, there is something to movement. Yeah. Yeah. That helps, you know, if we think about that energy gets mm-hmm. bumbled about when we move. Right? Yeah. So yes, if we are sort of really wound tight, we've got a lot of big emotions, we can go move in ways that definitely help that energy to sort of move also. Right. Makes sense. So we that doesn't need to be from a mental or a, or a thinking space of like, OK, I've got to, you know, make myself feel better. So I'm going to go ride the exercise bike or go walk for 15 miles. It, any. Um, you will feel better. Because you're moving. Yeah. Right. So. So, yes. So movement mm-hmm. to help the emotions sort of do what emotions do because they are energy. Yeah. 
certainly can be helpful. Yeah, it's helpful for me. Right. But usually what we're talking about is just this instant gratification kind of thing where there is no movement and there's some other way of thinking about it or some other way of avoiding it or talking ourselves into something else. Indulging in the BS stories that take us to a new place or we think will give us a sense of power over Mm -hmm. the situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tapping it down. Oh, I can't deal with this right now. That kind of thing becomes the problem spots. Right. Right. But movement. Yeah. Um, keep moving, people. Like, like yeah. move. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, we are designed to move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and <clears throat> I think sometimes, um, even before I was doing any of this and operating this, at times of difficulty, the desire to get up and walk somewhere or, you know, felt like almost a natural thing to do. But at times it would be running away. Like, I, I needed to go do something. Not necessarily just going out to move or to walk or to mm-hmm. breathe or to, you know, mm-hmm. I would usually pop my headphones in and put in real aggressive music or something like that and walk somewhere. Uh, I like that. I like how you articulated that because I think that matters a lot. You know, movement helps in those situations, but lack of movement <laughs> probably is an indicator of you might be starting to go pu- push things down, avoid. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And, and movement with the repetitive stories that aren't going to be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're moving, so that's okay, great. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to necessarily... Right. You're still trying to talk yourself out of it. You're just moving at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's that's that part is really kind of checking in with ourselves. Like, how are we thinking about this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if we're feeding the unpleasantness... Mm-hmm. I had somebody say to me the other day when I suggested maybe getting out and walking movement might be helpful. Well, I'm always up in my head when I'm walking around. And and I asked, I asked, well, what would it be like? You know, what would it be like and look like if you weren't in your head? <laughs> there was no answer. <laughs> well, I would say for that person, I bet if they're sitting, they're in their head too. Yes. So go ahead and walk. <laughs> Because that's going to be better. That's better than sitting. than sitting and being in your <laughs> okay, head. Okay, that's good. That's good. I I didn't Let's say start anything. There. To that. Yeah, I didn't say anything to that, and and they actually ended up going walking. Yeah. So uh, yeah. okay. So yeah. Let's start there. Let's start. Right, because then th- there is a starting point for all of us, there depending is. on where we're at. Right. Yes. There is, and and that, and like you said, the the act of movement by itself is beneficial. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Are there other things besides mm-hmm. movement? Well, so are we, what are we, what other things besides movement are you wanting to attach to what outcome? Oh, yeah. So are we still, are we trying to get the unpleasantness away? No, I don't think so. We're just still trying to be with it. Yeah, trying to be with it. I think Mm -hmm. that's that to me, because I know for me, this Mm -hmm. was always a really interesting. Yep, yep. Thing like I, I had moments <laughs> where like all right I'm aware mm-hmm. this I don't want to do things I used to do mm-hmm. yeah what and 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 I also know I don't necessarily need to look for something to do mm-hmm. you know yeah. you can see where it where yeah. the threads get yes. get a little mm-hmm. knotted up mm-hmm. um, yeah so I'm just yeah yep. no yep we've been conditioned to have to always do something yeah yes so if we want to do right because that's the thing. Okay, fine. Now I understand it. Now what do I do? 
That's always the <laughs> That's question I, I get. What do I do? I what go, do I whoa, do? whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe we don't have to do anything, but because we want to do something, the doing would include first acknowledging this is unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Right. And we don't have to figure out all the different unpleasant emotions no. with this set that it, we could use unpleasant. Mm-hmm. But we could be quite aware that we are angry, frustrated, dissatisfied, hurt, hurt. Yeah. anxious. We could, we could connect with any of those terms pretty readily. Mm -hmm. And so we could go ahead and use those two, right? But we're wanting to acknowledge. And then we're certainly going to not want to block it. Yeah. Right. Or try to talk ourselves out of it. Or even try to say like, why am I feeling this way? Sometimes we don't know. We don't need to figure out the why because the why takes us right to the mental space. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're thinking about and analyzing and rationalizing Mm -hmm. and all of those things, story making, right? So, we don't even have to ask ourselves why. So we can take that off of our list. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But we can acknowledge. We can, t- we, we can remind ourselves that that emotion is energy. We don't want to block energy. We want energy to flow yeah. or else it has nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And we don't want it to stay and get like lodged in the shoulder yeah. and the neck and the hip like it typically does. Yeah. We don't want to feel it. That's where it's going to get lodged. Mm-hmm. So we want space. Mm-hmm. Acknowledgement, welcoming it, accepting it, and going on about our business. Yeah. What What else do, what What? What comes next? Do I need to make lunch? Yeah. Right, like, kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, right. Oh, it's dinner time. Okay. And, yeah, and I'm feeling yeah. this. Yeah, I can still make lunch and feel sad at the same time. <laughs> yeah, right. I've done it so many times. <laughs> Yeah, that that part is is so powerful, being able to, and so notable, mm-hmm. to simply start with the acknowledgement mm-hmm. of what this is, and that it's not pleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> afterwards, you're like, "Oh man, I just got through unpleasant, mm-hmm. and and I'm still here. Yeah, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And and the the learning process for me in that was so interesting." to learn better what my natural responses were. Once upon a time, I didn't allow for those natural responses to really play out because I was so busy running away from them. Let me get away from this because that, that number one BS story I had was if I'm having really unpleasant, if I'm having unpleasantness, it's a harbinger of doom. Something bad is going to happen. And so to stave that off, I need to cut off that sense of feeling as quickly as possible. That didn't work. <laughs> But as I stopped doing that, learning that I have very, um, I guess, predictable responses, recognize them. Unpleasantness for me brings emotion and feeling and tears. Mm-hmm. Almost always. Almost mm-hmm. always. Sounds about right. Yeah. And it doesn't, it can be when I'm angry, hurt, certainly, you know, all the ones we normally associate. But even times of like, I am full of this unpleasantness, it can just happen that way, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes it's happened even with other people around and they're like, like all of a sudden it, that's when the thing kicks in. Oh my gosh, what's the matter? And they want to make right? you feel better. want to make you feel better. I'm like, <laughs> I'm actually all right. This is actually okay. Now this is what happens. And that feels good to be increasingly more okay with that. It's still, it's still an interesting thing. I have a lot of stories around that. Mm-hmm. too, right? There's oh, a lot of sure. stories about tears. 
Oh, oh, absolutely. We've learned a lot. We've learned a lot about tears and what Uh, that means about us. I'm really aware right now I'm talking about it. (laughs) I really am really aware of it. But I'm so glad I know that that's something that happens. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's becoming more and more comfortable because if I'm feeling those, then that's an indicator. Okay, no, you're you're acknowledging. Mm -hmm. And then I just keep going. And it's it's funny. Like I think I've done the same thing. Had tears building up and I'm making lunch. (laughs) Tears building Mm -hmm. up going to the grocery store. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We just let it flow. Yeah. And then it 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 goes about its day too. Yeah, it does. Right? We it don't does. need to hold on to it so tightly. And yeah. that's what ends up happening if we don't just acknowledge. Yeah, you know, I I think I had the old <clears throat> stories with tears too. Like if I just let all this out, I'm never gonna stop. Oh yeah. <laughs> It'll never There's get a big better. Story about that. I'll crash and burn. Mm-hmm. You know, it I'll just feel worse. Mm-hmm. And it's the and I it's the exact opposite. I don't have bouts that go on forever and ever and ever. And if I did, it would probably be appropriate to whatever was happening, some level of grief or something like that. But the unpleasantness doesn't produce that for very long, I've noticed. Yes. Compared to the stories I tell myself. Right. Because yeah. if we're feeding it from a story space. Yeah. Or, right, like, then it, there, it's, yeah, if we're going to feed something, mm-hmm. if you're going to feed the cat that comes to your door every day, it's going to keep coming to your door. <laughs> Right. At some point, I mean, I know we want to take care of the cats, but so it's not the same thing. But if it was a cat that you didn't want to come to your door and you kept feeding it thinking, why does it keep coming? The tiger. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm giving it this food so it'll go away. Well, no, it's going to come back. So we want to be careful about what we're feeding. That's a good example. Just came to me. There you go. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a good example at first because people like animals. A little bit. But yeah. then you upgraded to a dangerous animal. Well, you did. I did. You did. Well, Thank I'm you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm visual that way though too. But that but you would say that with a dangerous animal. You yes. wouldn't keep putting out food for it if you're wanting it to go away. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we don't want to feed yeah. our unpleasant. Yeah. And we don't need to run away from it either. Because mm-hmm. it's gonna chase you. That's right. Yeah. If it you, does. If you stand still Right. You can go move too, but you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you just kind of let it be, it's here. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge it. I see it. I feel it. And I'm going to go make lunch. <laughs> and not lunch for it. Totally. Lunch for myself. Lunch is for myself. Mm-hmm. No lunch for you. No lunch. Jungle cat. Exactly. Big beast. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's it. And, and these things are really can feel really subtle in the moment. Can't they? When you're, when you're really starting to really well, practice these things. Because we're so on automatic pilot with yeah. our conditioning, yeah. we don't pay attention, mm-hmm. right? As we start to pay attention, as we start to work with these and we welcome it, we're going to start to notice little by little, right? And we want to pay attention to the subtle. If you can catch a subtle, mm. right, a subtle unpleasantness, that's gold, right? Because we know the big ones. Yeah. We feel the big ones, right? Mm-hmm. And then those are harder to work with, of course, especially yeah. if that's where we're going to start. Because they feel really big. Well, they are going to be big. Yeah, they totally. So big. if we can catch the subtle ones mm-hmm. and start to work with those, even better. What would be a subtle one, like an example of a subtle one? Well, a subtle one could be slightly annoyed or bothered. <laughs> right? And catching it, we mean just aware, oh, I'm slightly annoyed or bothered. Yeah. When 
when I am really cold outside and I'm outside with my dogs and I'm ready for them to come in (laughs) and they're not ready to come in, (laughs) I notice myself slightly annoyed or bothered. (laughs) (laughs) They're just happy as clams. They are. They're doing great. They're just like, why can't, what's wrong with her that she just (laughs) needs us to come in so badly, right? So You got coats on. You got coats on. I know. We're fine. What's the big deal, right? But so, so noticing those things and not like, oh my gosh, I'm spending all day long thinking about my dogs and they won't come in and how do I need to fix this? Not that kind of noticing. Just to like, huh, okay, that that's interesting. I like to do what I want to do. When and I want to. Yeah, when I want to do it. And right now, um, I don't have complete control over this. So what? Because my dogs are being dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how am I going to handle this with myself? Right, like, like kind of having fun with it that way mm-hmm. um, because we're subtly calling ourselves out on small little things yeah. that tend to build up and are just little snapshots of mm-hmm. actually what the bigger things are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My subtle, I've been noticing subtles lately around judgment when I'm, and it could be anybody. It could be over something really small, you know, or drifting into what's going on with them and coming up with some theory. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. And get annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it could be the person taking too long in front of me in the line at the store. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be something like that. Just noticing that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a similar thing. Mm-hmm. This isn't going the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, mm-hmm. <laughs> this person is an inconvenience to me mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than just going through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a yeah. lot of those, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, the other stories, that the other subtle ones that I've noticed lately come up around my own expectations for me to do things the right way. Mm-hmm. Perfectionism. Yep. Yep. And it was something that came out of a conversation you and I had a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I just started being really intentional about wanting to notice that. And it comes up a lot more than I think I thought it did. Well, that's the thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And And the more that we can call ourselves on it, yeah. In a compassionate way of like, oh, yep, there's my conditioning again. Yeah. It's showing up, huh? That's so interesting. Yeah. You know, and not that we have to go in and sort of, again, reframe or tell. Where it, did it come right, from? Right. Any you know? of that. Yeah. Just noticing how often those things pop up and giving ourselves a little bit of grace. Mm-hmm. And and certainly just by asking ourselves those uh, reflective kinds of questions, then we get to notice them again even faster the next time. Yeah. Yeah, and there's something in the noticing that seems to remove energy from it. Mm-hmm. Easier to let it drop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. for those little things, is fabulous. Because mm-hmm. then they're not cluttering things up. No, and we're clear about whether or not we want to feed them. Right. Or flee them. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm wondering, like, we've been talking about feeding out. Are we hungry? <laughs> We keep talking about we talked about making lunch three or four times. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Breakfast. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we're at the end. Already. We are at the end. We better go. We better go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fortunately, we don't have anything we need to feed, right? Nope. Okay. That's good. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Hope that was helpful for you. Please reach out to us at our Facebook page uh, and check out all the other offerings we've got. We'll certainly be back here in another week with more to talk about on Breaking Up With RBS. Until then, I am J.D.K. Winnikin. And I'm Tawny Santabria. Thanks so much for sticking around. See you soon. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a sudden harmful habit. Stop it now. I'm leaving.